When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to the latest episode of House of League. Thank you for listening as ever. And this week, a bit of a special, we'll be talking about how wonderful everything is in Lancashire, but more to the point, how bad everything currently is in Yorkshire. Is Yorkshire Rugby League in crisis? A look at the league table says so, certainly in Super League, because the bottom six clubs are all from Yorkshire. Now, to discuss this with me, if there is a journalist, a man who knows this patch better than this man were in trouble because I don't know who it is. Uh, former, is it Yorkshire Post, Yorkshire Evening Post? I never know. Did, did them both, did them both. He didn't, see what I mean? He did them both. Yeah. He's done it all. a bit of Telegraph and Argosy when Bradford were in Super League. Well, that's too long ago to mention now. I'm telling you, this man knows everything to do with Yorkshire Rugby League. He's at the mirror now, Dave Craven. Cravo, welcome. How are you, my friend? Very well, thank you. Excellent, excellent. Uh, is Yorkshire in crisis? I have. I, well, I say I've never seen this. I don't think it's ever been seen before. Not a single West Yorkshire club in the quarterfinal of the Challenge Cup. Um, the the six Yorkshire clubs, the bottom six. What on earth is going on? Yeah, um, I sent a message to my um, uh, successor at the at the Yorkshire Post, James O'Brien, just to. Alert him to the fact, I think he already knew, you know, what it's like, but to alert him to the fact that was it after Magic when all six would end end up in the bottom six and definitely never happened in my time there and I was uh, 10, 11 years um, and I must admit, yeah, I never thought I'd see the day where this was happening. Um, but yeah, rather alarming. Um, a lot of factors playing a part uh, and you'd like to think looking at the, the table that maybe one or two of those could could save Yorkshire's skin and, and get up into the top six by the end. But equally so, it's you know, there's a, a good chance that it could stay with the status quo and stay as it is. Um, but yeah, it's it is very uh, very worrying. Um and yes, I've definitely never seen it before in my term. James O'Brien's just a curse wherever he goes at Hull KR. <laughs> look at Hull KR. Didn't really do much while he was there. I think he told me that when he joined the club he went on this rotten losing streak. The minute he that- left now, I say the flying eye, the, the, the waving the flag is good for Yorkshire as anyone else at the minute. It's still not yeah, fantastic. yeah. I mean, I had a similar thing, to be fair, when I left um, Yorkshire Evening Post for Bradford, Telegraph and Argus. My first game at Bradford was um, 2006 World Club Challenge and um, the <laughs> thrashed West Tigers and I gave Stuart Field and 10 out of 10. I think it's the only time I've ever given a player 10 out of 10. But from then on, it was just down all the way for uh, for Bulls. So, yeah, I've, I've had that impact as well in my time. But yeah, Rovers, Rovers are the one who, well, let's face it, three weeks ago, I think we were, we were all saying there could be uh, potential title challenges. But as is so often the case at Rovers, unfortunately, injuries have hit there and it just gets worse every press conference, doesn't it? Uh, this week, obviously, Jordan Abdul out for three months at least. Um, Jesse Sue already gone. Uh, James Batchelor already gone. 
So, yeah, it's, and, and Sam Wood now as well for a long-term injury. I mean, yeah, I think Abdul's a big one there, isn't he? he the sort of building the team around him and he's such an important player for them. Um, I really do fear for Rovers now. I, I, I hope they can they can pull it off on Saturday. I think they'd be great for uh, a, a day out at Wembley. I think the I think at the start of the season they'd have settled for that. But I think any hopes they've got now of of getting in those playoff spots um, looking a bit a bit doubtful because of the, just the sheer number of injuries. At the same time, and I'm, I'm probably play, well, I am playing devil's advocate, and I'm, I'm maybe being harsh, but they made a big thing of the fact they had a big squad squad depth. They were talking about that and championing it. Isn't squad depth all about being able to manage the the circumstance that they're in now? Isn't it? Isn't this basically a time where this recruitment of building a squad? Yeah, comes into full effect. Oh, no, I think it would, but I think just the sheer number. I mean, there's obviously Coot as well. It's yeah. looking less and less likely that he's he's going to uh, play much. Uh, hopefully, he does he does come back from this latest head knock. Um, but I think maybe the one thing that might come back to bite them on the backside is obviously Frankie Hall and selling selling him. I mean, he, he's a sort of player who could have really uh, made a big impact um, at this point now uh, with, with forwards missing. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're still on paper when you look through the one to thirteen, they've still got a, a fair, a, a decent side and enough, and, and they'll compete for the rest of the season. But I think there's just too much gone on there to to realistically. And I know you mentioned the squad depth; they haven't got the sort of depth that Huddersfield have got, and they've got their own problems. Let's face it. Yeah. Um, but with the likes of Sean Kenny Dowell and Ryan all there, the experience, they really need to make sure those guys stay fit now. Um, and and yeah, there's obviously Michael Lewis, the extra pressure on him to to sort of lead the team around. And Rowan Milnes comes back and doesn't he as well? I mean, he's shown before that he can really step up. It'd be interesting to see how he does at six. I just, it's a shame for Hull KR. I think the challenge for Hull KR, um, I think between now and the end of the season is for for many years there's been a um, almost an acceptance of. Oh, we've done all right. We've done okay. You know, we've had a crack. I think this was the year that they wanted to move away from that, wasn't it? Where yeah. we want to be more than, oh, you know, last year they finished, what was it, eighth or ninth? And, and it was, oh, we had so many injuries. You know, we did all right mm. given the circumstances. But they want to move away from that, don't they? And I think whatever does happen between now and then, there has to still be that man- mentality that regardless of the sheer number, finishing just outside, being the gallant losers, yeah. Just missing out on the cost. They can't just settle and accept that, even despite where they're at, because in terms of progression, they need to be, they still need to be aiming for six. Yeah. Six. And, I, and I don't think they will. I think Willie Peters, I think we're, we've all seen what he can, the, the impact he's had already in his in his first year in charge. And obviously, it's at least a three year project there. And, and I think the changes he's made, the sort of mentality around the place, professionalism around the place, I don't think he'll, he will accept that. And and I think you know, come the end of the year, um, for all the you know the the might not have reached where they want to have reached in terms of league position, um, I think they will knuckle back down and say right, it's got to be better next year. Uh, and he will offer. He doesn't offer excuses either, does he? When you listen to him, he's, no. he's not one who does who does sort of reel off all all the injuries. He's uh, he's, he's always right, talking about the next cab off the rank in terms of players who can come in and, and do a job and yeah I think I think overall uh, obviously there's a fair few weeks of the season left yet and they might prove us wrong but I think generally 
Um, I think it'll still be a positive impact he's had this season. And if you look, if you speak to any Robins fans, I think they'll they'll compared to where they were under Tony this time last year when everything was in such a mess. I think they'll they'll be really pleased with the the, the turnaround Willie's Willie Peters has started there. Yeah, and recruited pretty well for next year as well. I suppose the yeah. uh, I suppose the thing this is sadistic to a degree, but they'll just be hoping that everyone else starts suffering injuries like they do. And th- there are some signs of that. We, we'll go on to Leeds. We'll go on to Castleford. They're they're really doing it tough at the minute with injuries. Wigan have had a heap in the pack. If they get a few more, they could be in trouble. Lee have been fantastic, but they've been very fortunate with injuries so far. If they lose a few, you know, so. Yeah, it's and you've got to remember team. as well. I mean, there's still only it's so congested, it congested in that top six as well. Like you know, four points separates five teams. I think so. So yeah, they, they only need to, to put a couple together, and, and all of a sudden they'll be back up there. And and um, don't want to talk about momentum, but you never know. They could <sighs> they could uh, surge their way in. We will see. The next club I want to talk about is Huddersfield. I mean, what what is going on there? Um, I, I I had them as. The big threat to St Helens this year. And yeah, I, I, I can't remember. I, I've conveniently forgotten who I did say, but I probably did mention them. But I mean, it's all right me saying this now. But I did think at the time, how are they going to fit? Where's Jerk Connor going to play? How's how are they going to fit him in? Um, Theo Farge, Lilla here. Uh, obviously, Will Price. I know Will Price is. Uh, again, somebody who's who's in my eyes is still yet to really prove himself as a Super League I player. Agree. I, think, I agree. I think we're all to blame media wise. We've all hyped him up quite a bit, um, uh, and now he's obviously gone off to the NRL next year. But I think he's got to consistently show that he's, he's good enough for Super League yet. And uh, that's that's an aside. But yeah, Jake Connor. I just thought to myself, where where's he going to? He wants to, you know. He wants to be a halfback. Next thing we think is best position's fullback. Um, you've got Lola here, there. You've got Farge. Uh, Ian Watson's a big fan of Ollie Russell. Centre. I mean, they've got three quarters coming out of their ears, aren't they? So I, I always wondered how they fit him in, and it, I think it's it's been proven that you know he's obviously he's a, a great addition, but he's like a lot of people fight with the final piece of the jigsaw. And in the end, I think it's just it's just caused more problems than than uh, than positives um, in in trying to trying to. I know I know he's coming back from his injury, and, and we've not seen the best of him yet. But even when he's fully fit, uh, I just don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna fit him in. Um, but equally so, I think a few few people might be getting a bit sick of hearing what are talking about. You know, Ollie Russell's the answer. I mean, when you've for all those weeks when. When Huddersfield were struggling and losing back-to-back games, and not only losing but losing really badly. I mean, the, the game at Hull Cars brings to mind. And, uh, well, yeah, yeah. And what I was telling is, you know, that you know he, he hadn't got the 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 organisers and the playmakers there that he needed. But he had Lula here, who played six in a World World Cup semi-final for Tonga. He's got Jake Connor, who who was rated as the you know well, the, the most Super League assist last year. Um, and players and Will Price, who's obviously got his move to the NRL, and you think between the three of them, they should be able to control a match. And 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 if if you know Ian Watson did actually say that Connor was going to be the the person that would take them to the next level, yeah. At the same time, now he's saying that he's he can't rely on him to to take well, control of the game. Dropped him. Well, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the, pro- the problem the problem is for me is this. He he said Ian Watson said when he signed Jake Connor they needed an extra playmaker in that spine 
that's what they needed. They need an extra footballer, I think was the term yeah. used. After that Saints defeat, he now said we need an ex- we need another organizer. So he brings Ollie yeah. Russell back in. So then plays the exact spine that he had last year that ultimately he said Lost. what didn't quite work. Yeah, got beaten. I, yeah. I, I think Ian Watson's in that trap. And and look, is it all his own fault? Lola here um had extended leave for a wedding and uh, because of the World Cup. Connor's obviously been injured. There are some mitigating factors, but I think he's in that awful trap as a coach. He does not know his best spine. And what's yeah. happening at the minute is he's rotating week after week after week. Nothing's working. There's no cohesion. There's no continuity. Nothing gets better. Yeah. The players... Well, they at nine they as well, the latest one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they're just in that... What, what I will say is, though, what I will say... I've still got a sneaky feeling they might come good. I don't know why. I, I don't know why, because there, are, there aren't really any signs that they're going to come good. Like last week they were, last week against Warrington, they, did, they were bits there, wasn't they? But, they, were, um, they were better. But it's, not, it's not even just a, in his in his playmakers and, and spine, is it? I mean, I think there was three successes week, weeks where he chose two different wingers. I think he had mm. six different wingers in three weeks, which is just, yeah. you can't get your head around it. Um, so yeah, it's like he's just desperate for someone just to step up and provide yeah. some form for him, isn't he? And yeah, and in that in that regard, you do have to look at the players and say, you know, they're not performing, are they? They've, they've no. none of them have really taken taken that. And I suppose the other thing at, at nine as well, um, Danny Levi's a big miss. I think obviously that him, him going back was a, a crucial one. Um, uh, and then yeah, Adam Adam O'Brien leaving, which again I think he's had a he's not had a, a fair crack. Uh, I was surprised they let him go, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And Josh I Jones. I mean, there's there's loads there's lots of players there who um, who for whatever reason they've either not had the chance or they've they've not taken the chance. And well, yeah, Josh Jones has had the concussions for months, hasn't he? He's yeah, not overcome yeah. that yet. So that I mean, that's been a blow. It's a big but, a big loss. But yeah, they're. Um, I don't know. I've still got a sneaky feeling because it's so congested. There is still a chance for them there. And if they can, in fairness to to Ian Watson, he did say that it was a year where you would come good at the back end. Now yeah. I'm sure he would be expecting them to be playing better than they are now. But because everyone's beating everyone, there is still an opportunity for Huddersfield to do a bit of a lead or anyone really and just sneak in at the end. Mm. And if they do. They can find yeah. some something in that spine. They might have a chance, but yeah, I, uh, I think, like we said before, I think at least at least one of those Yorkshire teams, I think, will will get in there. Uh, I mean, it'd probably Hull. Well, it's hard to say it, but I think Hull would be the, the, the more likely of the those six to to sort of uh, make a make a run for it. But then at the same time, we know that what their history is like at these things. Um, but in fairness to Hull, in, in, in fairness to Hull, look the. You can you can dish up all the words you want to describe what we've seen in the past, spineless, pathetic, what whatever you want, whatever you want. In fairness to them, they haven't won every game in the last seven, eight weeks, but they've always been there or thereabouts. They've always yeah. had a crack. Uh and for me, that's the biggest improvement in them. That this last two month period, they've not looked like they're just gonna Roll over yeah. and that belly tickle. Far more resilient, aren't they? I mean, it was a bit. It was alarming when you saw some of those scar lines early, and you start thinking. I mean, we all know what what Tony can do with teams, and if only oh, this is the first time he's not going to make that difference and and really sort of turn the mentality and and get get them 
going to his plan, but um proved wrong again. He's gone and he's gone and done it. And I think they've won four of the last won four of the last five. Um so yeah, they've they've definitely made a, a massive turnaround. And and key for them is it's the same, isn't it? Keeping those spine players. Obviously, Clifford's a um gonna be a big he's he's out this weekend, and he? he's gonna be a big loss. Um but yeah, generally speaking for Super League, you got your Tex High in there now. True great to see Jake Truman back. Uh, he's slowly getting there. Seen him a few times, and he's showing more and more signs of getting back to what now he can do. And Danny Outen's Renaissance man, he seems to be born again. Uh, but yeah, they've got Taylor as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, yeah, I think they've they've got everything in place to to kick on now. Hopefully, I I was always of the belief it would get worse before it got better at Hull FC. And with me and Paul Cook have spoke about this at length, actually. Um, but in fairness to Hull, I thought it would. It got as bad as I thought it would do with all those hammerings, but I thought it might last a little bit longer than it has. Um, and look, let, let's not jump the gun. Hull have proven time and time again that there is a bad performance in them. They've done it for years. Uh, that could still rear its head again. But you look at their squad, you know, they've got a pretty decent blend of uh, youth and experience. They've got um, some quality in there. You know, Jake Clifford's proven to be a very, very good signing. Yeah, he's been um, great. You know, and the the challenge for them, and we brought this up on the on the uh, podcast last week. My fear for them simply is they're just losing too many good players, and they're going to be hard to replace. So I look at um, Satai is a big loss going to Catalan. Yeah. Dwyer they wanted to keep Adam Swift sounds like he's going to Huddersfield. How do you replace them? in a market where you aren't the most attractive club because they're not geographically yeah, like, yeah. where they are in the league and where they have been. How how do they go about replacing and build on what has been laid down this year? Yeah. And it will be a problem. That's where I think they out of the six clubs, I think they're the ones that I mean they'd love to to have another another cup run. Get if they could if they could win a challenge cup obviously that that'd do them a world of good in terms of being more attractive. Equally, if they could get into that six and 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 sort of push on there, uh, I mean Liam Suckless another one. I think he's been a great addition. Fantastic, um, yeah. he's been superb. Great to see him having an extended run in, in that position now of left centre. Um, but yeah, it is a bit. I know where you're coming from there. It is a bit worrying when you're seeing the sort of caliber of player that they're looking at bringing in to replace those who are missing. Um, and equally, so you you look at the pack and you think there's players in there who. Were they coming to the end of the time at Hull under the need of do they need a freshen up? Not so much an overhaul, but I think there's a lot of players there who've been at a Hull a long time. And I always envisaged eventually being a bit of a overhaul under Tony Smith. But like you say, at the same time, they've got to be the players available, they've got to be players who want to go there, and it is a it is a hard sell. Um, um and that's why they do, you know, it, 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 out of those six, they're the ones who could really do with a big finish this season, I think, just to uh, yeah, I on for next. I agree, but positive signs, even if they are in the bottom half at the minute, like the uh, the rest of the Yorkshire crew. Uh, free to go. Where do we go next? Uh, well, let's talk about Leeds. I, uh, what? Mm. What? I I just find myself scratching my head about Leeds. Uh, we've been pretty critical of them this week, uh, naturally after a loss to to Wakefield. No disrespect to Wakefield. I, I'm, I'm just going to put in that I'm. I think 
that defeat, I know people have said, you know, how bad it was and the most humiliating, I think, in Super League history. But I think it takes a lot away from what Wakefield did. Got to, the problem with Leeds is people always associate Leeds as eight-time Super League winners. but They are not club anymore. They're not that. Yeah, look at that team on paper on at the weekend, and that's not a Super League winning team, is it? And no. let's let's face it, there's a there's still a fair bit of quality in there, but it was it was still quite a lot of players in there who had very little experience. And I think Wakefield, uh, I ain't got the list in front of me, but I think obviously Wakefield went out there, did all the basics right, completed, tackled hard, ran hard. Oh, it's a very simple game, rugby league. And and I think they, they obviously they had that little bit extra more desire, uh, and we all knew that that win was coming eventually for Wakefield. Even even the most pessimistic Wakefield fan would have known that they would get one win. And and I think yeah, it's as bad as Leeds were, and obviously we were there, weren't we? Shambolic at times, Blake Austin running through and just dropping the ball. <sighs> yeah, getting caught passing it to Ledsky on the on the last tackle, and I think it was thirty yards from his own line. Really bizarre. Stupid errors, which you, which you expect for, obviously for for players of that quality to be to be doing. Uh, you never expect them to make those sort of mistakes, and and that was a, a huge letdown. People like Blakosti come up with them errors, but at the same time, yeah, Wakefield, I thought were really good value for it, and and I know a lot of people have really had a pop at Leeds, saying it's the the worst performance in twenty odd years, but I I don't think it was as bad as all that. Um, and, the, and there'll be times where Rhino Sands will, you know, we've seen it all on, on Twitter and on Facebook that they have really gone to town on, on Leeds. But I think they've just got to face facts that this this team at the minute isn't isn't to the standard of what, what they're expected. And they'll be they're used to the use of having that level of success sustained. Uh, and I think now that, that realisation has to dawn on them that, you know, this squad's just not good enough. Um, obviously, that's down to recruitment, retention, uh, those sort of things which are going to have to improve over the next next uh, 12 months, 18 months. But at the same time, they'll find themselves in a similar position to, to Hull now. I think people, you know, your top-end players will, will start seeing Leeds as a big team. I mean, I was chatting to a player the other day and, and he was saying about the big teams and the three he mentioned were Wigan Saints and Catalans. Um, and a few players I've interviewed recently have said those three straight away and, yeah, Leeds, Leeds don't get mentioned. And it'll come... It'll come to the point where the amazing success that they have had, uh, it'll well, I'm not saying it's going to be a distant memory, but people people will not want to sign for Leeds if they if they carry on in this state of being so up and down. Um, it's a great club, great club, great stadium, great people there, um, really well run, uh, ticks all the boxes. But on the field, they've obviously got things badly wrong in these last couple of years in terms of yeah the, the squad building. Um, and and yeah, it's a lot a lot of problems. But it's now uh, you know, obviously big question is is Rowan the, the right person to turn it around? And uh, and I, and I think personally, I think you know they've invested. It's always the coach who gets a bullet, but they've invested in him, and I think they need to stick by him and um, and let him crack on. Look, I think he's made some questionable decisions. Uh, look. The recruitment last year was difficult, wasn't it? Because the salary cap was a bit of a mess and they, they couldn't do everything that they would have wanted to do. They had to make some tough calls, letting your likes of Liam Sutcliffe go, not retaining Hardacre, so on and so forth. And look, that was understandable to a degree. 
I did think that he signed too many projects, if I'm honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and look, Hooley's played one game. Uh, Toby Warren's younger. You, you know, you caught that. Lewis Roberts, not convinced. Jury's out on him at the minute. There have been some good ones, by the way. James McDonald's been very good for them. Mm. Nene McDonald's gone all right. Um, there needs to be a clear change in recruitment this time. They've got to go for quality over over projects. Um, you've got to get that balance right, but the balance wasn't right last year. And then I just think some of the some of the you know the captaincy thing was always seemed odd. And I do think they lack leaders. And then needless as well. It seems like a needless position. That I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know why, yeah, why I made that choice. But. but but I just watched them against Wakefield, and I felt like this against in, in particularly in games. I felt where there's an expectation on them to win. When the going gets tough a bit, no one steps up. No one is there trying to take the game by the scruff of the neck going, right, I'm going to be the guy to drag us through this game. Don't see it. In fairness, mm. Blake Austin had a crack on Sunday, but he ended up trying too hard, probably because there weren't enough people around him trying to do it with him. Mm. Richie Mar- I thought Richie Marlon made some... Myler played very well, particularly yeah. first half. Yeah. Particularly first half. Um, but I, I, I just feel like there's a lot of than looking to the bloke next to him to go and do it rather than mm. going to do it themselves. I do I do think that's an issue. And I also just think and look at we don't know what goes on behind behind closed doors. I think he protects them too much. Yeah. Because look, I agree with you, this isn't a leader I know Super League grand final winning squad. But they should be better than they are a lot of the time. And he protects them too much. And I think I come away from, I always think coaches who do well in press conferences are the ones where you can, when they leave, you go, you know what? I can see exactly where he's coming from. I come out of some Rowan Smith press conferences not seeing what he's seeing. Yeah, yeah. And I think fans find that difficult to relate to sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I think the classic case in point would be the Harry Newman uh, incident. I mean, I just, I just thought, that that game when you know he had that chance, two chances, uh, and I thought that was a time where he could have said, "Yeah, really, Harry should have passed the ball." And he, and I get why he wants to defend him, uh, but I thought that was one where I was just thinking, "No, no, you can't." But that's each to their own, and yeah, as a as a coach, there's an aspect of wanting to protect your players, needing to protect your players, and. But you just hope, though, that in in that instance, behind the scenes, he is having a word with Harry Newman and explaining things, what everybody else is thinking. But the fear is that maybe he's not doing that either. Um, but, yeah, it's an, it's an interesting one. Um, he obviously does does things differently to, to a lot of coaches uh, and there's no right or wrong way of doing these things. Um, but, yeah, he's uh, I can see where the frustrations lie with Leeds fans. I think there is a yeah, case to say that sometimes it does need to be a bit more open with them. On to Castleford. Um, I always struggle with what to say with Castleford Cravo because I feel like it's been coming, the recruitments. They've not addressed the issues that they've had for a long time in terms of recruitment. I think there's more to it, Castle recruitment. You know, the, the lack of stand and uh, the finances that you can bring in, just general revenue streams out probably where they need to be um, is an issue. I think you've got, I think you've got a few issues there. But ultimately, uh, I think it's a long way back for Casimir. I think it's going to take them years to build properly and be back to being yeah. genuine competitors near the, the right end of the table. 
I mean, yeah, it doesn't seem two minutes ago since 2017 and, and they were flying and obviously league league leaders, winners, grand final. Um, I mean, to this day, that's still one of my, possibly my favourite team to watch. Uh, I thought they were great that year. And it seems to have, everything seems to have fallen off the rails so quickly. I think the, the, the problem was at that point, they really needed to kick on again and invest. And there was never any investment was there, essentially. Um, I think speaking to anybody who's been at the club, they'll tell you that there's not much spend around the place apart from what's going on the on the cap. Um, resources are very limited. They need something to happen with the stadium. Now, obviously, Wakefield have, have, have kicked on getting their stand built and Castleford are hopefully going to do the same, and, um, which in many ways I'm pleased about because it's also still one of my favourite grounds for atmosphere, but obviously it's it's uh, fallen to pieces and, and it needs it needs an, uh, a facelift. Um, but yeah, you're right in terms of the squad. I think it's it's aging now, isn't it? Especially in the pack. Um, there's going to have to be a massive overhaul uh, under Andy Last. But as as regards this season, yeah, there. I mean, people are already writing saying Wakefield are down, but it's, it's four points, isn't it? I mean, it's a big they're turnaround. Yeah, they're not. I know. I mean, people. A lot of Cast fans think the home home and hers, but generally. They play each other as well, though. So obviously that's that's a, a huge one. Um, um, and yeah, it just needs a couple of wins, and they're right back in that in that uh, mess of relegation. And and if you if you put if you were to put your money on either of them with the history of Wakefield have got of getting themselves out of jail, you won't bet against them doing it again. I mean, on paper, you look at some of the players in the Castleford side when you've got obviously Jacob Miller and Gareth Widdop and Paul McShane. Uh, they're obviously McShane's injured now. That's a massive loss, but there's some real quality there. But there's just not enough around it. Um, not enough around it. And yeah, you I do worry about the recruitment that's being done and being done. That's it. It's the recruitment being done as well. Is it? Look, they have to bring the average age down. The the problem you have in in situations like this is when you've got to bring the average age down, and when you've got to bring it down as drastically as they need to do it's hard to add the right quality with the right age, isn't it? So we saw, yeah. if, you look, if you look at, we talked about Leeds Rhinos earlier on, Leeds are similar in that they probably didn't need to do it, but they went young, 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 and mm-hmm. individually they might all come good, but it didn't actually help the squad here and now. Yeah, yeah. But Castleford and what they need to do, finding players that are going to help them long-term, but actually contribute significantly enough short term is a big challenge and not mm. an easy one, especially when you're not flush with cash. You know, they wanted yeah. they wanted Sam Walters, they wanted Owen Trout, all the those top end young British players. Well they couldn't they couldn't get them ultimately. And then well they're, they're not a, a, an attractive proposition are they regardless of the money side of things a lot of your top end British players won't want to be signed for Castleford because they know historically that you know the aside from twenty seventeen the sense of struggle. Um so yeah it's a it's a tricky it's a tricky situation and and obviously the situation with Radders and, and Andy Last coming in after three games, four games, whatever it was, that's not helped help matters and um, all that unease about what's going to happen next. Thankfully, he's, he's in position now and he's got the job. He's been given the, the reins full time. Uh, so it's up for him now to put his own mark on the squad. But yeah, I think it's very limited with what he will be able to do. And it'd be a real, a real test of Last's coaching credentials to get the best out of what he's going to have there next season. The, the issue as well is it's, it's more than just the squad there, isn't it? You know, you, you talk about Wakefield, Castleford, and who'd be better equipped to handle going down. 
Well, from a business perspective, you'd almost argue, I think you would argue Wakefield because mm. they will have the stand to bring revenue in, which, you know, they're going to they'd lose vast amounts with central funding and everything. Uh, the pitch has the ability to bring in money. You struggle to see where the revenue streams are for Cass, where yeah. Wakefield you can see. So, um, and that's ultimately where I think Cass needs to grow because, you know, it's, it's not just about being able to stay afloat in the championship. It's a thriving Super League. They ultimately just need to be able to generate more revenue than they are doing now. Which was always a, the the reason why they wanted to move to a new a new stadium. But I mean, they've been talking about moving to a new stadium as long as I've been doing this gig for which is twenty years nearly now. So yeah, it was always pie in the sky. But the 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 one, the one aspect of it was that they needed to get new income revenue streams, um, and that's still not happened, um, and. And obviously, if they once if they get the green light for this for the stadium to be redeveloped, will improve massively improve things. But that's going to take time as well. So yeah, for the next twelve months at least, they're sort of in no man's land. And I suppose the key point is they've just got to make sure that they stay in Super League to 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 hold on for a bit longer until they can hopefully re uh, reassessing and get cracking again. But um, yeah, like I say, it's a big it's a it's a long it's a deep rooted problem which. Uh, at the minute, there's no immediate signs of it being remedied. And for the first time all season, I think we can speak positively about Wakefield. Um, a win, finally. And you yeah. know what? Just just quietly, you, you sort of alluded to it. They, they are the masters of somehow, some way, finding a way. Um, there does seem a general air of positivity. We were both at Wakefield on Sunday when they beat Leeds. And despite... You know, losing our what, 15 on the bounce in League and Cup um, and everything else going on. Walking around the, the ground and in, in the um, the stand that we were in behind the sticks, if, it, if it's a stand, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't yeah. call it poor cabin because it's not, but that's what people call it, you know. Um, it was positive atmosphere. Then yeah. they won the game. And you, you get that even though there's probably no real divine right to feel that way, you get the feeling there is belief that yeah have. i mean it's we always said that they just needed one win and that would instantly give them a lift now obviously crucially it, the key is to build on that um but as we were discussing before i think they've got the squad there um when you compare the two squads with castleford so let's face it i think castleford are the only ones who are going to rival them in terms of yeah finishing last um They'll have every confidence that when they're all back fit and firing, which is always a big if. Um, but Mark Applegarth did mention now, you know, they've got 12 players back for the next game, which which is staggering, really. But at the same time, you don't know how many of them he'll want to bring back in. I think he'll want to reward those people who've gotten that first win as well. Um, but if they once can get in integrate those all back, and obviously Luke Gale's still yet to play, uh, it'd be interesting to see what sort of impact he can have as and when he does get in there. Um, but yeah, big people like uh, obviously Matty Asher, as we know what he does, Jay Pitts. It's imperative that they keep these guys fit. I think those um, those guys in the pack are, are massive when it comes to leading that team. Um, and yeah, I, I do think yeah, I quietly I quietly fancy them to pick up at least another two or three wins, and then the pressure's on Castleford to to start picking up wins themselves. And um, yeah, it's going to be fascinating last few weeks of the season. I thought what was interesting about Wakefield's win, and, and more so, well, 
the interesting thing was the amount of points they scored. But what made that more interesting was the fact it was when Mason Lino didn't play. Well, yeah, I know. I mean, I've been a big critic of Lino's recently, um, especially up at up at Magic. Is wandering yeah. around eating players and, and having a go at players when things weren't coming off. And I just thought, you don't want that from your main playmaker, your, your more, most experienced sort of leader on the pitch. Um, and, and that's what I'd be worried about Wakefield at the time. I thought, that's not right. And I spoke to him since and he, and he says that's a sign, you know, that's a sign that the, we all care about the, the club. And to a degree, you can see that. But um, yeah, I think I think he's been built up as some sort of messiah as Mason Lino. I don't quite think he's is as good as maybe he thinks or other people think he is. Um, I, yeah. I don't think he's as good as he's made out to be. Yeah. And look, it's difficult, isn't it? Because we're talking about a bloke here who's played in a side where the pack's often beat and he's working with scraps. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And it, it, no halfback wants that gig. No, of course. And, it, and not only that, he's, been, he's had it for 15 games on the bounce, pretty much, mm-hmm. where he's been working behind a, a beaten pack. Yeah. Uh, but equally so, I think when you've got that, when you're that sort of level of player he is, he, he needs to, um, he needs just to watch out, watch how he sort of conducts himself because it, it was, a, it was a bad look, um, and I can see why frustrations will boil over. But it does beg the question when, when everybody's fit, who, um, you know, who, who plays in those pivotal positions? Obviously, we've seen that Lee Gaskell's, Lee Gaskell's now gone. I mean, I've always been a big fan of, of Gaskell. He's had, he's had his long-term issues with injuries, and he? he's never really had a a good crack at Wakefield, but um, you'd have thought that he'd be somebody who, who could give them something in the final uh, final rounds of the season. But he's he's on his way, so you'd imagine yeah, it'd be Lino and um, and, and obviously Gale if he if he can get fit. Yeah, I would think so. Um, what's fascinating at the minute is those two clubs in particular, and there are others, Hull KR, because of all the injuries that they've got trying to recruit. You know, there is a lot of there is some movement there. Um, you know, we've we've seen Wakefield bring in umpteen players over the course of the season. Cass have made no secret of the fact that they want to bring a few in. They've brought Riley Dean in from Warrington. I think we might have an interesting few weeks on that front where it sort of happened before where there's a bit of trading, a bit of this, a bit of that. Yeah. We'll get back to that again. Uh, and it'll be interesting not only to see how those two clubs come out of it, but if there's other clubs that can sort of manipulate their perilous positions. Yeah. In the long run, because often for the for the team in in Wakefield or Castle position, they get the wrong end of the bargain, don't they? Um, and sometimes it can be like shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic and whatever. You just think, is it are they any better off, or it's, it's desperate measures? Um, but if they can get it right, um, fresh fresh face, fresh voice, um, it, it can be it can be crucial. But again, that's recruitment and, and getting your recruitment right. Um, so there'll be a lot of uh, people looking to see how how uh, Mash and and, and Lasty deal with it, and if they if they do panic or if they think right, yeah, we, we don't need this player, but we need X. Let's work for him. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. Um, but like you say, yeah, there's always in the last couple of months there is that bit of trading. Um, I remember years back it was Tim Smith on the way for the, the talk of talk of him uh, him going and everything, and, and a lot led from there. Um, well, there's been a few, aren't there? Rob Louis to, to Ilola here was one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Paul McShane, Scott Moore was another Scott one. Scott Moore, yeah, yeah. That's that a, was an infamous one, wasn't it? And that uh, went, went a bit wrong for Wakefield, but went great for Castleford. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, there's been a few. Um, here's a question for you. 
Do you think Kyver's job is under threat? Uh, Andy Laston, Mark Applegarth. Yeah, and, and in fairness, we could probably extend it to all six of the coaches. Of some, yeah, some well, I, I suppose... I suppose with wait, you can't imagine with Castleford surely because obviously no. they've only just given him the deal. But with with Mark Applegarth, I suppose a lot depend on if the when the or if or when the the takeover happens. That's um, yeah, yeah. What the new guy wants to do, um, he might want to step in straight away and bring somebody in. Um, and if he does that, you can't fault him for doing that. That's his prerogative. If he's taken over the club, um, or he might decide to see it out and, and stick with mash and see and see if he can get them out of trouble um but yeah I've, those conversations will be ongoing work there but i i imagine um he'd be the one most under threat uh but it'd be a bit harsh if it happened now and he has finally just got a win i think yeah. he'd, he'd need a few weeks certainly to see if he can build on that i think uh I, for what it's worth that that was exactly my thinking the takeover may put by couple at risk I, I did wonder whether they hadn't moved him on because of the takeover until whoever comes in make the call. Um, yeah. You know, how many coaches survive 15 losses on the bounce? Well, yeah, that's it. I mean, I think that there was an element of that one. I mean, with the best one in the world, they'd have to pay him off. And when they're about to sell a club, why would they, why would they want to do that? I could see yeah. I could see it from both sides. Um, um, but also, I'd, I'd like to think there's been some, some element of... Um, uh, with with Applegarth from the from the club of thinking, well, you know, we, we should give him in longer because he was in a perilous position from the off, wasn't it, when he first got the job? Yeah, of course he was. The budget had been slashed, uh, a rookie head coach. Um, since then, obviously, James Ford's moved on. That's not necessarily a bad thing for, for Applegarth, but things haven't been easy. And um, and his hands were tied right from the off almost. So you'd, you'd like to think that they've also, you know, Back to me in a way and thought, right, we've we've given him this position, and it's never going to be easy. We should uh, give him a little bit longer to to see what he can do. Um, so there might be an element of both there, but all um, yeah. Michael will know. Um, but yeah, it's it's good to see that he's got the win, and that's I think that's the the main, the main upshot from Wakefield this last last couple of weeks. That's yeah. see if that can really kick them on now. For for what it's worth, I I don't think any of the coaches are under threat. I think if there is one under threat, it's Ian Watson. Uh, the, and the reason I don't is Willie Peters, all being said, hasn't done a bad job. You know, a couple of wins. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're a semi final and up to third again. Hull FC, I think Tony Smith's clearly overseen a rebuild. No pressure there. Rowan Smith, I just don't think Gary Heverington can get rid of him, even if he wants. And I'm not saying he does because it looks bad on Gary Heverington if mm. he said it was the biggest decision in God knows how long. If he gets yeah. rid of him after 12 months, doesn't buy into this whole long, long-term long rebuild. Yeah. It's a bit like Dave Ferner all over again. Well, not so much Dave Ferner. That's a bit too extreme. But, yeah, it points to a bad decision along the, le- along the yeah. way. If it happened again, then I, I don't think he's he'll, he'll be under pressure either. Yeah, yeah you're right about Watto because Watto was a three-year project to start with. And, yeah, they've invested so much on and off the field there. Um, and they're just, like I said before, they're just massively underperforming. Um, yeah. But as we said, I mean, looking at that table, anybody can turn it around, go from eighth to third almost, all depending, can't they? It's um, it's it's anybody's there for the taking, but we will we will see. Finally, before we wrap up, um, two questions for you: Which of the clubs are going to salvage Yorkshire's season? Who do I'm you gonna, think go down? 
I'm going to go Hulk are salvaging this season. I think they'll. I, fit, I fancy them. Do I fancy them to beat Salford? I do. No, I, I do. I know, I know, I know, I know. I just think at home, they've still, you look at the squad on paper, they've still not got a bad team out. It's a big ass, but oh, yeah, let's say they're going to win that Challenge Cup quarter final. But that aside, I think they'll, I think they can still get back into the top six. So I think they'll be the ones. Oh, and then I mentioned Hull earlier as well. I think they're the more obvious club to, to do it. But at the same time, historically, we know that they have a dip at the end. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go whole KR. Uh, and to go down, oof. God, there's a big ask in it. I'm going to have to go Wakefield, I think. I'm going to have to go Wakefield. But... I, I, I'm in agreement with you on both. As much as I wouldn't rule Wakefield out, I think there's too much that needs to happen that mm. won't necessarily happen for them to get out. I think it could happen. And Hull KR, I back them to finish high. Well, I mean, I backed Huddersfield to finish second. Uh, I do still think there's, neat, I've, there's an outside chance Huddersfield come good. I think, but I'm with you. I think Hull KR have shown the most so far of those six clubs. Yeah. Just in case they could do something. And then 2024 at the Yorkshire top six, when we all start again. That'd be we should, I mean, I mean, from a, Yorkshire, from a Yorkshire standpoint, we just need to have a look at the championship. That's a slightly better viewing, isn't it? Yorkshire. Yeah, that's true. Everything. Bradford, Batley, Halifax, all in the top, um, all in the top six. Sheffield as well. Sheffield, Sheffield are doing Eagle. really well. They're arguably, arguably, uh, along with Lee, some of the biggest overachievers of the season. Yeah, won't, won't disagree with that. Good so, to see. So you've got. So if, if we look at this correctly, so you've got from seventh in Super League to sixth in the Championship. Are all Yorkshire teams barring to lose? We need to pass on to James O'Brien to lift his mood, just to remind him. Dom- so there's dominant there's dominance in the championship. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Cravo, thank you as ever. Uh, where are you at this weekend? Where are you at this weekend? Uh, I'm doing Hull the Saints and then we're gonna be Warrington. Oh, tasty games. Yeah, yeah. Tasty all good. Game. Thanking you kindly. So that's where we wrap up this episode of House of League, our uh, dissection of what's going wrong in Yorkshire over uh, best of luck to everyone in the Challenge Cup this weekend and anyone played in the Championship and League One. Thank you to Cravo enjoy your rugby league this weekend and make sure whatever you do you always enjoy your RL. Take care everyone. <laughs>